The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, hello everyone out there in listening land. Yes, I am your host, Vincent Jenna, and I am coming to you live, not a recording and not Memorex, from Topsail Beach, North Carolina. Carolina, if anybody has any idea where that is, um, look at the very, very eastern tip of North Carolina and then just go south of there. And we are located, and it's temporary, it's temporary. We are having a house built, and some wonderful friends own a beach house and said, why don't you stay in our beach house while you're waiting for your house to be complete? And it is getting complete. It's so exciting when you do something new like that. And here's... Here is the thing that I'm, or I try to instill in all my listeners and anybody that I work with and wherever I am doing an interview. You can manifest whatever you want in this life, no matter what is going on. We have been in the middle of a pandemic and all this chaos and craziness, right, all last year. I know so many of you have been totally affected by that, and I I'm not going to feel bad anymore when I keep telling you how wonderful my life is going and my my wife's and my children. And we know the answer why. I know the answer why. As a matter of fact, I even have a special guest on. Oh, wow. You get two powerhouses like us together. I'll tell you why. I'll I'll be bringing her on, and I'm going to tell you something special about my guest today and the two of us together. You just unplug your TVs or your radios or something because they may blow out just from listening to this show with all the energy we're going to produce over here. But what I'm trying to tell you, I am nobody special, but what I do believe is special. I believe in our power. I believe we're tapped into something greater. And when you take care of your issues and when you move all those negative thoughts and clutter that's going on in your mind and you stop letting society and the world affect you the way it's affecting you, all of a sudden things change in your life. You you. You maybe, maybe some of your income will be cut because of the pandemic and the business that you're in, but you won't go bankrupt. Maybe there'll be some lockdowns and you can't travel all all over the place, but you'll still have things to be able to do wherever you are, be it going outside, be it um, going online, be it connecting with other people. And so, so the way you set up your life is by what you put 
in what I always call your spiritual bank account. That spiritual bank account is really important. You make deposits in it every single day with the acts you do, with the behaviors, with your belief systems. That's what adds money into your spiritual bank account, shall we say, or credit in there. So when a crisis comes up, you can depend upon the withdrawals. You can depend upon the fortitude and the power that's behind you. So all these wonderful things are going on in my life, and you're going to be hearing about a television show that I'll be doing soon. That's right. I've been going for that, and it's going to be coming up. But I'm going to give you more details later on. Uh, before I bring my guest on, I just want to remind you that um, next week, okay, next week is another really important show to come listen to because there was a, a documentary that I'm sure you've seen put out there called Social Dilemma. Social Dilemma. It's on Netflix. A lot of people have been talking about it. Oh, Oh, my gosh, it's all about it's all about how we're being influenced by everything, how we our minds are being manipulated. Well, when I see things like that, it really strikes a chord and a button inside of me. I've already talked somewhat about this in the past. You need to join me next week so I can talk about the fallacies and the hype that is going on about that documentary and any information as like that documentary. OK, so join me next week. But. Let's get down to brass tacks here. Let's get down to the important stuff. Let's get down to my guest and why I am bringing my guest, this special guest on today. Her name is Dr. Beth Ann Kapansky-Wright, KW. That's what she goes by, Dr. Beth Ann KW. And she is so deeply passionate about inspiring authentic change in others. I can tell that by her energy, just from saying hello to her. She's a spiritual psychologist, an intuitive channel. Yes, another psychic psychotherapist, okay? So, but she went further. She got her doctoral degree in psychology, which is absolutely fabulous. I got my my master's in clinical social work. So so we're along the same lines of, of that mental health, that mindset, that understanding. But the both of us are psychic. And I have not met another psychic mental health practitioner before. And I'm so excited about talking with her. She's also a writer, a speaker, an artist. I want some of her artwork. I can tell you right now, it's probably incredible. She blends the world of psychology and and spirit to offer dynamic teaching on personal transformation. Hello. Sound familiar? Except she's a lot prettier than me. Oh, my gosh. Yes, she is. <laughs> she empowers energetically sensitive souls to access and shine with their full potential through her unique healing gifts of word magic. I want to tap into word magic. OK, I love that. And I'm not talking about, you know, those television magicians. No, I'm talking about the real thing of magic here. Multidimensional wisdom and heart based transmissions. She's the author of the award winning grief book, Lamentations of the Sea, and its sequel, Transformations of the Sun and Revelations of the Sky. Wow. Those sound unbelievably powerful, as well as several books of poetry and a children's book. So she really is a creative heart, and, and she's in, continuously inspired by nature and color and dance and music and, and all the things mystical. Goodness gracious, she sounds like a female me. 
funny, but better. I love that. <laughs> Don't we always <laughs> like bringing and meeting people that reflect so much of who we are in somebody else? That way you don't think you're the only nut in the world, right? It's just like, I'm not crazy. I've got another person like right next to me here who's like that. So I'm bringing her on right now. Welcome to my show. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Beth Ann. I cannot wait to hear everything you have to say. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for How having me, you? Vincent. I am uh, so delighted to be here. So delighted. <laughs> let's dive in. That is great. <laughs> yes, let's dive in. So, so okay, so you know what my, my first question has got to be, because our listeners have to get to understand that, too. I get, read the whole bio. We talked about who you are, but I need to know, how did you get there? Where did this intuitive stuff come along and which came along first, the going to school and becoming a psychologist and becoming an intuitive channeler? So, so fill us in, give us a little of your background there on how it led up to what you're doing today. Absolutely, it began with schooling. It began with becoming a psychologist. And in my personal journey back in the year 2010, 2011, I went through a really intense spiritual awakening at the time and a really deep um, realignment of who I am. And at that point in time is when my intuitive gifts began to emerge. And I didn't even know what I was working with. <laughs> I didn't understand why when I was working with clients and I would just know the right thing to say. Or um, a lot of times I'm very clairvoyant. So I would have an image in my head of what might be going on in their life. And they would say, that's exactly it. That's exactly how it feels. You know, I did not understand what I was tapping into at the time, but I was really interested in developing my intuition and learning more about it. And so I really tried to seek out books and anything that I could to tap into the world of um, intuition. And the big turning point in my journey is that I lost my brother Brent in the year, actually January of 2016, the anniversary of that is coming up soon. Um, and at that time is when my spiritual gifts really awakened on a deeper level. And I was receiving messages from Brent. I was really starting to tap into a higher consciousness and understand um, my own intuitive powers. I started working with the Akashic Records. And, you know, one thing led to another and my personal journey kind of ushered me out of Alaska and my private practice over there and to the island of Kauai, which is where I am at this morning. Um, and the last few years over here have been a deep dive into expanding my intuitive gifts, my psychic gifts, you know, all of those abilities and really blending that with the world of psychology and the world of science to um, try and create things that potentially have an impact for profound change in other people's lives. That is an amazing journey, and I definitely want to dive into that more, but I cannot believe you have gone from Alaska, a cold <laughs> spot on the planet, to Hawaii. I mean, a tropical place. That is amazing. So which did you like or do you like better? Alaska contained me and was my home state for many, many, many years. And it's a really amazing place. And actually, the, I think the best of Alaska really represents the best of the divine masculine. It's rugged. It's wild. It's untamed. It's spacious. It's also very, very cold in the winter and very dark. 
So now that I'm over here on Kauai, I love the warmth. I love the ocean. Um, it's hard to compare them. It's hard to compare the gifts, but I do know I'm in the right place for myself at this point in time. And I enjoy living less less layered over here. There's something about not having to armor myself up against the cold that really um, opened up my energy and opened up my heart and allowed me to live, I think, with more vulnerability. So um, I can't choose. <laughs> I'll just say for now, Kauai wins. <laughs> well, that I, I get it. I get it. But you know what? I never heard Alaska referred to as a divine masculine place. But the energy there, yes, you're absolutely right. It was absolutely the men who who journeyed there and pioneered there to start with because of the gold rush and because of all of those things and 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 trade settle, settlements and things like that. But um, so. Yeah, you're right. And and it is very masculine energy there. So I can imagine that. So, yeah, it would develop both sides of you. That would definitely help you. OK, so yes. so now here you are, this practitioner, right? You had your own practice and and you started to tap into the intuitive side. I have to say that when I was doing that, um, it, it served me well with my clients, but it didn't necessarily serve my business well because I'd work with them for a little bit and certainly not as long as some therapists work for 10 years and 12 years with the same client. They'd be all feeling better because we went there real quick. How did you experience <laughs> working with clients and being psychic at the same time in helping them? How, how, how quickly did they receive your help? That's an interesting question because what I noticed really fast is that the ones who were open to that, um, even if I didn't necessarily say where the guidance was coming from, they were just open to some form of spirituality, they stayed with me and the ones who weren't just kind of fell away. Um, and so what I really saw is as I energetically aligned with who I was meant to be, the right people kind of stuck with me and the ones who were just looking for something else and, and maybe had an attack to this is how therapy is supposed to look. It's supposed to be a certain amount of time. Um, you know, they kind of went off and, and found somebody else and um, it, it didn't happen dramatically. It was, it was just one of those things in practice where some people stayed and other people, you know, didn't make another session. Um, and so I really found that the ones who were open to it were able to make those quantum leaps and able to um, get there faster and that they appreciated the gifts because they appreciated being able to see from spirit's point of view what might be going on in their life. Oh, I can't believe that you're saying that because that's exactly what happened in my practice. I actually switched from having clients. Many of the clients turned into spiritual students and, and so they no longer were um, mental health clients, even though that they were introduced to me that way. They were either suffering from either depression or anxiety or, you know, they were lost and confused, you know, the, the typical clients that do come into us. And uh, but but it seemed to they seemed to be universally guided there because they would so quickly open the door, I wouldn't be introducing spiritual concepts to them until they did. I, uh, we don't do that in our practice because we don't know where people are coming from, right? So it's not until they open the door, but they most of them opened that door. And so do you find yourself now more of a spiritual teacher than a psychological therapist? 
Very much so. I really shifted the focus of my work over here to being a spiritual teacher, to blending spirituality and uh, psychoeducation to help educate others and the people that I tend to pull in, um, even if they have things that they want to focus on in terms of just the, the day-to-day issues going on in their life, they want the Akashic reading. You know, they want to know what their star chart says and how that reflects aspects of their personality back. You know, they want all of those things because they're curious and they know there's more. And so they want to develop themselves to their maximum ability. And that includes not just as a human being, but who are we um, as as divine souls having a human experience? Yeah, don't you find that? I have a um, colleague that I've been appearing on a UK television show with, and she's a neuroscientist. And the one thing that she said is she used to go to therapists all the time, but she was hoping to find one day a psychic therapist because the, the work is different. You go to a different place. You go to a deeper place with a psychic therapist. Now, I'm not going to, you know, talk against traditional therapy. I think it's, it's, it's very helpful. Um, It suits a lot of people. However, Dr. Beth Ann, do you find that if people take that route and they go to the spiritual side of who they are, that there is even more healing, quicker healing, better healing. I don't know how you define it, but don't you find, or do you find, I'm not going to you know, set it up as a, a yes or a no, but do you find yourself that that is a stronger, deeper healing route? I do. You know, I think that we are spiritual beings. And when that is brought into the matrix of healing, it's an invitation to greater wholeness into ourselves. It's an invitation to return to a greater truth of who we are, Um, not just as somebody having a human experience and what that means and, you know, the journey of becoming in this lifetime, but it also connects us to the mysteries. It connects us to the divine. And there's something incredibly powerful about that. Earlier, you talked about tapping into a source greater than yourself. How powerful is it in a healing journey to realize that as you heal, you are supported by something bigger than yourself? That's huge (laughs) to be able to have that connection. Yes, it's it's such a shift in thinking. You know, when you feel you have to do it all on your own and you have to struggle and you have to effort and you have to shift it all within your own devices, that's a challenging way to be because it's really limiting. You're just relying on your own paradigm and some information and knowledge that you're maybe picking up to add to that. But when you open up to spirituality and you realize that you're supported in your process, all of a sudden healing becomes more of, um, it's a spiral. It's no longer this linear journey. Um, it's a spiral and it's a, a journey of self-discovery. I, I excellent in putting it that way. I kind of liken it to um, going through life in even though you have two arms, two legs, a normal average person only using one side of your body through your whole life and refusing to use the other part because you don't want to acknowledge it or you don't believe you have another part, even though it's staring you right in the face. Um, certainly, you can uh, survive through life using one leg and one arm. Obviously, we know a lot of people with, with disabilities that are doing that. However, 
when you have full use of everything and you're not using it, that, that is a, a harder route to take. So when people come to you, um, tell us tell us your process. Share that. Do they already have an open mind to it? You said that you've been attracting more like that. But did they dive in right away and say, OK, I want the spiritual understanding and the psychic. Give me a reading. Tell me what's wrong with me. What am I clogged up about? Or or are they more mainstream? You know, oh, I know I have blocks. I just need some direction. Can you help me with that? How How do your clients find you and come to you that way? I am very grateful that I tend to attract clients who want to deep dive. They want it all. (laughs) They do not want the easy answers, you know, and they want to show up for themselves and they want to do their own sacred work of self, we'll call it, the inner work of self. So I tend to get people who want the spiritual deep dive and who will let me know, here's what's going on right now. And they're so open to what do the angels have to say about it? You know, what am I seeing around their life? They're open to all of it. Um, So I've really kind of lost some of the, the ones who might want a little bit more mainstream with spirituality light. And I get the ones who want the full package. um, And that's delightful. And my my process with that is incredibly intuitive because it's different based on who the individual is, what I'm sensing around them, what I'm sensing in terms of their gifts in this world, what their sole purpose in this, is in this world, and what their personality is. So I'm very fluid with what I do because I tend to sort of shift to meet them where they're at. But that constancy of attracting people who want the, the full package, that is something that I've been very grateful for because it just opens us up to so much wisdom. It does, doesn't it? And did you consciously make an agreement with the universe to only bring you those people, or did it happen on its own? That's an excellent question. I did. So I, something that I have done in my time in Kauai is I have thought, thought very thoughtfully about what kinds of people do I want in my life? Who do I want to be working with? How do I want to shape my reality? How do I want to create it? And what am I no longer willing to energetically consent to? So I have done a lot of work around saying, these are the kinds of people I want to work with. Um, You know, this is not what I want anymore. And I really set that intention. And I've worked with that intention, kind of like cultivating a garden. We have to work with our intentions and come back and keep checking on our inner garden and saying, how is this growing? Does this still fit? Does any of this need pruning? So that's been a conscious decision over here to energetically attract that. Oh, that is great. So join the Big Leap Psychic Group, which consists of just me and you right now. <laughs> I, 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 I have the exact same arrangement. Only bring to me those who are ready to transform their lives, not somebody who's just going to take baby steps anymore. Um, there's nothing wrong with taking baby steps. You got to take the baby steps. But if you really want more out of life, you got to take giant steps. And you need those types of practitioners who can help you with those giant steps. And that's what it sounds like you actually do. Um, what are your books about? How can they help others? Mm. My my Lamentations of the Sea, Transformations in the Sun, and Revelations of the Sky, it's a trilogy. 
and I wrote Lamentations um, in the year of losing of losing my brother Brent, and that is my grief journey. And in that book, um, you know, I'm very very open with how I felt. I'm very open with what I experienced. I did not hold back. All the pieces in it were written during the deep of my grief. So it's not a reflection after I healed. It's a reflection as I'm going through it. And what I did in the book is I was far left far enough along on my journey that I knew that even though I did not want to be going through my grief, it is is some of the worst, the worst months, the worst years that I've endured with that. um, I knew that there was the potential for transformation there. I knew that if I allowed myself to be cracked open with my grief over my brother, that I would deepen into more love. I knew something good was waiting for me on the other side. And that's because I've been through enough spiritual awakenings and being cracked open and soul growth to know there's something good here. Um, And so that book really reflects my journey through grief and my journey into um, more healing and wholeness, along with my desire and intention to say, I think I'm living too small in Alaska. My practice is too safe. The dream in my heart is to move to the island of Kauai, and I want to live bigger. I want to live more creatively. I want to live more spiritually. Um, So Transformations of the Sun is about moving here, and it's about what happens next, and it's about what happens when you have a dream in your heart that you're trying to manifest you take a leap of faith and nothing goes the way you think it will and you are wondering you know did I mess up did I miss the boat you know that book is really about releasing expectations surrendering into my relationship with spirituality with the universe it is about coming face to face with myself and the things in me that um, were smaller ways of thinking self-doubt fear not believing in myself so that book is sort of this transition piece like if this is a st- the star wars trilogy that's my empire strikes back and then revelation to the sky is the conclusion to it and it's on the island but that really speaks to as i've opened up as an intuitive channel as i opened up you know there's messages from the angels in it um, the books themselves are a compilation of essays poetry prose reflections and it's all woven together that tells a story through different passages um, and revelation of the sky really was a reckoning with myself. Um, I really had to get real at a point in my journey where nothing was looking the way that I thought it would. And there was a huge choice point that I had to make. And I feel like this ties in so beautifully with what you were saying when you opened the show that we always have a choice. And I was sitting over here on this island, not feeling successful, looking at that I hadn't created all the things I wanted to create. And I really came to this point myself of, do you believe what's in your heart? Do you believe your dreams? Do you believe that there's this bigness of being that's trying to come out of you? Are you going to buy that story? Are you going to get scared and buy into an old way of thinking that somehow you failed because it didn't look the way you thought it would? And in that point of reckoning, I was like, I believe, you know, that for me is when I really went all in with the universe. And I was like, I trust, I believe here I am. I'm still signing up for this. I don't care how bad things get. And that is when things really started to open up in in my life for, um, well, hold on to that because we are just approached our commercial break and we're going to be talking more with Dr. Beth Ann. Okay. And we're going to be talking about the fabulous class that you've got coming up. I definitely want to tap into that. So stay with us. This is the stop stopping yourself show. I'm your host, Vincent Jenner. We'll see you in just a minute. Thank you. 
You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Well, welcome back. Yes, this is Vincent Jenna. And if you are just joining us, we are talking with the most dynamic Dr. Beth Ann KW. And uh, I have to say the conversation has been great. If you missed the first half, please go back and download the podcast to listen to the first half. Um, Dr. Beth Ann was saying so many important things, and one of which I want to go right back to when you were describing what your books were about. And you were talking about the first one and what happened when your brother had passed. You said something very important I needed people to hear, and that was that your spiritual journey allowed you to handle the crisis. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but that was the point that you made. Okay, that is what I try to tell people, that you cannot deal with a crisis if you've got nothing in your life but crises and that negative point of view. It'll only keep compounding the scars, the hurts, the pains, the angers, the resentments, all the stuff that you pack away in that mind, in that unconscious mind. You, Dr. Beth Ann, I don't know if you intentionally did that, but yes, you are. And just so that everybody knows if you are just joining us, Dr. Beth Ann is another fabulous psychic psychotherapist. And she's a doctor of psychology. And uh, in using that helps to get people to a deeper level. So let's talk about that. That spiritual journey you took, how do you think it would have hit you had you not been in that place when your brother died? If I had not been in that place when my brother died, I think I would have started to close parts of myself off to the world because it felt too painful and it felt too hard. I think I would have tried to, I would have grieved, but I believe I would have hardened myself a little bit and said, this, this world, it's unfair. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Why am I going through this? I really believe that I'm um, just looking at who I was before I took that journey. I was a, a good person, but I, I think that that is likely what I would have done. And I would have been afraid of my grief. I would have been afraid of all the horrible things that I felt and I wouldn't have had what I needed to embrace it and to lean into it and to know this has something to teach me. These feelings have something to teach me. I can learn from them. There's higher wisdom to be found here if I allow myself to descend into the abyss um, and, you know, retrieve my, my pearls of wisdom. I kind of got it at that point that the pearl is formed through the grains of sand rubbing against one another. Um, and so I knew, let it rub. Um, and that's really what my spiritual journey um, gave me is being open to what my heart told me about my grief, as opposed to what my mind was doing, which was resisting it. 
That's oh, that's the the most important thing you just said. There is going through life either with just your human mind, which can talk you into anything negative, versus your soulful spiritual mind, which you also have. So you're only using one part of your soul being, your whole being, your gestalt, all of you, by just using your human mind, and by using your soul's mind, you were able to get through this crisis and probably others that come up. Obviously, this is what we talk about. Um, I want to let you know that we also have callers that we're going to turn to in just a minute. So callers, just hang in there. I know you have questions for Dr. Beth Ann, and we're going to get to them. So, So you then condone not just going on a spiritual journey for the touchy-feely stuff and thinking, oh, I'm supposed to because I have to have a religious belief. That's what I was told by my parents, by my family, by society. Otherwise, I don't know what's going to happen to me. Um, So there is an absolute purpose of living life for going on that spiritual journey is what I hear you saying. Is that correct? Very much so. Our life is the spiritual journey. The ingredients of our life are the spiritual journey when we know how to work with them. And real spiritual journeys are gritty. They are transformative. They are not afraid to get muddy. They're not afraid to be whole. They're not afraid to examine our shadow stuff and see how we can transform it. Um, You know, the real spiritual journey says, I am open to all of it. And I'm saying, yes, I am embracing the full of who I am and the full that is my life. Wow. But it gives you complete power is what I'm hearing you say. It gives you and, and you talked earlier about you're not doing this alone. You've you've got all yeah. that 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 not only just power, but also those on the other side that are there being able to to help you in different ways. So that information, that universal information is combined of a whole plethora of of information, ancient wisdom, ancient beings, ascended masters, God, source, whatever you want to call it. It just, you're not doing this alone at all. That's the other thing that I hear you say. That's what you said earlier, isn't it? Yes. And that, and it's so important. You are supported. We are supported. We are divinely held. We are divinely loved. Um, when we can shift and realize that and realize that we are not without resources and that they don't all come from within ourselves, that's such a powerful um, thought. It's such a different way of thinking than feeling that we are kind of victims in our life going through it alone. Okay. So now I'm going to ask you the question that they ask me and put the pressure on me all the time and now I have somebody else to put the pressure on (laughs) so how do you start this how do you go from having a a painful life with no belief of a spiritual journey or or whatever a god or whatever how do you get this going how what do you tell people how do you teach them to get this going? Go ahead, Dr. Bethann. Now the pressure's on you. So, so there's two things that I think are really important. 
One is that you make a choice in your life to set aside space for healing, whatever that looks like for you. Whether you are going to start meditating daily, go to a yoga class, you are going to journal, you are going to seek out a practitioner. There are so many methods of healing out there. Your intuition and what you're drawn to is going to lead you to that. But that's the first one is um, making that space and setting that intention and saying, I'm not living like this anymore. I'm opening up that there's something more. I don't know what it is, but I no longer energetically agree to where I've been, and I'm going to take an action step and say I'm creating the space to receive something new. Then the second thing I think that we need is we do need some structure, because what you said is some people don't know where to start. So going back to what I said, start with what you're drawn to. If there's a spiritual teacher that you're drawn to, get one of their books, you know, start reading it, work with what they say, get a journal, you know, it's, it's doing something. If, if, if a yoga class, if, if some, some sort of a path, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do this, but I do think we need to carve out the space in order to receive and in order to change. And then we need something that feels like a tool to help us change. And I think if people will do those two things, they will start to organically draw in the other resources that they need to find growth on that journey. I, I love that. I absolutely love that. You made it very clear. Uh, but one of the things that I say is that people that are staying in the victimization mode, there there's two ways of getting attention in life. You're either giving it to yourself or you're asking it from others. And the victimization mode is an attempt to get this attention that you may not have gotten before. Now, a lot of people will choose to stay there instead of making the choice to do something positive because it's what they're used to. And again, what I hear you saying, Dr. Beth Ann, is that it is a choice and you have to make the higher choice to want to make a change. You can choose to stay in that pity party mode. You know, that's the, the other term for it, which is not so compassionate. Um, it, it's the, a defense <laughs> mechanism, right? That keeps yeah. us there. You can choose to stay there. And a lot of people choose that. You need to make the right choices. What I hear you saying, Dr. Bethann, you've got to make a choice, a better choice. And there are options out there. And just like you said, yes. there are steps. Okay. Are uh, you willing to take a couple of questions today for some callers? Sure. Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay, that sounds great. So we have um, someone from Mo from Detroit has been staying on the line. So, Louie, can you bring Mo on and um, let's get a question for Dr. Beth Ann. Mo, are you on? Yes, I'm here. Hey, Mo, thank Hi. you so much for calling and for listening. And um, Hi, this Mo. is Dr. Beth Ann. And what Hi. question do you have for her today? I loved your show last week. It's really helped me, and thank you for taking this call. Um, so making the space, I, I've i been on a journey for a long time when I reflect. I'm getting close to 50. This My journey started in the 20s, and I've realized that I come from a family where there was, like, some narcissism, and that's been really challenging for me to face. 
but I'm facing it, mm-hmm. and events have me living actually back near my family, and with the pandemic, I desperately want to move. But something's not working. I can move wherever I want, but I just haven't manifested anything. Um, but my question is, you mentioned making the space. I, I want to move physically, but I think I need to move internally. Um, and I I don't know why, but I resist making the space like the plague. And I've done so much personal development work. Um, I just... I refuse to go there, and it's blocking me. But I do have to say, I have been visioning, but it's painful. And I want to forgive my family and move on. I want to live my life. I don't want to be in victim mode. I understand the nature of the beast of the abuse, but I want to heal from that for my own sake and for my for my family's sake, of my family with my my husband and my child. So, mm. yeah, Mo, I, I hear think, you. So, yeah. Doctor Beth Ann, oh. what would you say to that? So, I'm curious where you feel stuck. You said you're resisting making the space. What what is that about for you? I know what I need to do. I mean, and I'm one of those deep people, so I will go into my personal development and learn, learn, learn from all the teachers and all the books. of like a triple Capricorn. I just... <laughs> You're I struggling just, to apply it. Yeah, I'm struggling to... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. I got all the yeah, yeah, theory. Yeah. I get it. I help others. Yeah. yeah. Why is it so yeah. hard for me to just sit and meditate for commit to myself? Yeah, so that that's your that's your pain point, right? That's what you're resisting, um, and I get a sense of fear there. That there's fear over what you'll find, um, and there's a little bit of um, oh, part of what's coming through as you're saying that is you came from a family of narcissists. Narcissists are incredibly self-focused. It is all about themselves, and so I'm feeling energetically that you are um, maybe out of balance, where you are very good at taking this theory in, and then you use it to support people in your life. So beautifully in such a loving way. I can feel that about you. It's radiating out of your energy, but there's something about you showing up for yourself and you developing that relationship with yourself. And I feel like there's a little bit of fear around it because the people um, from your family of origin did not have healthy relationships with themselves. It reflected selfishness. Um, And I feel like there's fear there of what will happen if you go within. Yep. I'm very fearful. It's and it. My adult self is like, you know, it's okay, you can do this, but there is like some, so do I still make the space and just, I think I, I fear feeling too, like I, I feel kind of numb, like to feel the feelings. Oh. And Oh my God, Mo, if you come <laughs> from a family of narcissists and they're doing nothing but feeling about themselves, of of course you'd be afraid to feel your goodness, your greatness, your magnificence, your wisdom, just like Dr. Beth Ann said. It's just like you don't want to be like them. I I get it. I get it. But you hear what Dr. So what would you say, Dr. Beth Ann, she needs to do right now? Yeah. Dr. Beth Ann, you're still there? Oh, I think she's gone. Oh, 
we lost the connection with Dr. Beth Ann. Okay. Um, let me try to get Dr. Beth Ann back on. But Mo, what I hear Dr. Beth Ann saying is do not be afraid to go there. Right. You okay. say, I'm telling you right now, and this is thank you so much for calling, um, Mo. Um, I absolutely uh, appreciate um, you calling in with that question. So so here's the thing. And this is for everybody. And until we get Dr. Beth Ann back on again, Dr. Beth Ann, call in once again. Um, narcissists are actually the reason why psychologists talk about the ego the way they do. They don't mean to put down the ego, but when you hear people such as narcissists do nothing but talking about themselves, it seems like it's their ego that is doing that, when in fact it's their lack of ego that is doing that. Now it makes us, everybody else who are not narcissists, feel bad about feeling good. <laughs> because we don't want to look like them. We don't want to look shallow. We don't want to look um, uh, that we're, uh, you know, have these grandiose ideas about ourselves. And that is just absolutely wrong. We are here to feel great about ourselves, to feel loved, to feel loving and lovable and magnificent and special. We are all divine beings. What is not special about that what is not special about that oh, we're definitely having technical issues i feel bad that dr beth ann dropped the call and she's having a difficult time getting back in again but we're going to hold this space so so um just understand people and mo and and all my you know anybody else who calls in with a question like that there is nothing wrong. Do not stop yourself. That's why my show is called Stop Stopping Yourself. Stop stopping yourself from appreciating who you are because of what society messages are out there. Stop stopping yourself from believing that you are magnificent. Get on. Dr. Beth Ann was talking about her spiritual journey is what allowed her to deal with the crisis of her brother dying. That is a tremendous crisis. Any kind of loss of love is a horrible crisis. The next horrible crisis in your life is the loss of your life, right? <laughs> but it was a spiritual journey that allowed her to, to go on, to move on, to move past that. Um, Dr. Bethann, are you back? I'm back. I don't know what happened. The call dropped and I kept getting a busy signal. I couldn't, couldn't get back in. Oh, so here oh I am my now. goodness. Okay, well, here you are. I was just, I don't know if you had heard, but I summed it up for Mo that her past, her family experience of the narcissist, which makes it bad for everybody. That's what I was just telling people. Narcissists are a bad example of how we're supposed to be feeling about ourselves. And because of them, we don't want to feel good about ourselves because we don't want to look like them. And so we, we think this humility and this modesty um, walking around with our heads low rather than feeling great about ourselves and vital and divine and magnificent. You know, I can understand why Mo was afraid to feel that great about ourselves. What do you think? Absolutely. I think that it creates this sort of self sacrificial way of being in the world potentially when you have been raised by that because that's all you've seen is somebody who has an 
a really distorted relationship with the self. And the distorted relationship with the self, it's not a relationship with their true self. Mo is seeking a relationship with her true self, her spiritual self, her heart-based self, her soulful self. A narcissist does not have that. They've created a false self that they are investing in and maintaining the story around. Um, and so that's really the difference. But I can very much understand where the fear would come from of what if I turn into that if I go inwards too much. Um, but it's a different, oh. a different self, Mo. Absolutely. And so, like, I have a great would, desire. To no, wait, go ahead. Mo. Wait, Mo, are you still there? Yeah, I just wanted to say a big part of me wants to flip them the bird and just leave. That's why I want to move <laughs> because I feel like I. Okay. I feel like I want to. I understand that, that, Mo. There's a lot of people lately I've been wanting to flip the bird to. (laughs) (laughs) And let me tell you, okay, all right. Here's to all you spiritual people out there. Mo, thank you for bringing that up. You're a doll. Thank you for calling, really. Um, Thank you. You know, we feel bad. We think we're on a spiritual journey and that we're not supposed to want to flip the bird to anybody. Well, let me tell you something about that. Okay, the only thing Jesus did not flimp in the temple when he saw all these marketers in there and everybody selling goods was the bird. Actually, he did flip the bird. They were just on a table and in a cage. And so he flipped over tables. He got pretty pissed at people. He was telling them, get the heck out of my temple. Okay, so then understand that us spiritual people. We are allowed to want to flip the bird because sometimes the reason why bad things happen to people is because they're making stupid choices. Okay. (laughs) That's the New York in me, Dr. Bethan. You're in Hawaii, so you're a little bit more gentle. I'm a... (laughs) I will will put it this way, Mo, because it keeps coming through to tell you this. You don't owe them anything else. You make okay. decisions that are going to serve your best interest and your family's best interest. You, you, you've done what you can. Um, you don't owe them anything else. And somebody is saying that over and over and over again to me to tell you. So um, let's, let's just give you some freedom today. You've done your work with them. You are free to move when you're ready. You don't owe them. There you go. Thank you so much for Thank calling, you. Mo. Um, we still mm-hmm. have time for another call. You want to take on another one? Yeah, absolutely. Great. We have got Diane from Raleigh. Louie, get us connected to Diane from Raleigh. Are you there, Diane? Oh, I am, yes. All right, Diane. <laughs> Hi, Diane. Is, is this, Hi. Is this, a, Hi. Yeah, this is Dr. Beth Ann. What is your question for Dr. Beth Ann? I, I didn't realize that put me on to ask a question, so I'm I'm very surprised. Um, oh, okay. Why would you want, <laughs> why did you come on then? Why did you call? You can ask anything. Okay. Um, I'm on a spiritual journey. I've been following uh, Vincent for probably about a year now. I am also an intuitive psychic, and astrologer. Um, Dr. Bethan, when you say I keep hearing people, you know, to tell you, this is what happens in my readings. And I'm not sure how to um, let people know this is what I do. I'm really 
really just um, starting to put myself out there, and it's uh, it's a challenge. It's scary to come out of the closet. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> yes. 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 It, it, it is scary to come out of the closet spiritually and to own your gifts. I very much understand that. I experienced that on my own journey. And I do think it's a, a bit of a process um, of, of taking steps that you feel, of pushing yourself to take the step and come out, um, but also doing things that um, you keep catching up with yourself. If you've been on this journey for a year, then what comes through is that you're really tapping into this deeper wisdom. And so in some ways, you're still learning about yourself. And it can be hard mm-hmm. to tell other people who we are and what we do when we haven't fully grasped that yet. So I think starting with something that you push yourself to put yourself out there, but that isn't so big, you know, is a really good place to start. Um, and the other piece that I wanted to share with you um, before I, I lose it from my mind is that The world benefits to know who you are, and a lot of times it can be really helpful to explore why, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid of being rejected? Are you afraid of being judged? Mm -hmm. Are you afraid of people Mm -hmm. saying, like, you're a nut job? Um, I certainly understand (laughs) all those things, but when we think about, like, what reality do you want to create? Who do you want to pull into you? Do you want those people in your life? You know, are those people who have invested in their spiritual journey, or are they investing and maintaining a sense of smallness about themselves in the world. So there is a piece here of working with fear to think about um, what do I want to rule me, the fear of rejection. That is great. I don't don't mean to interrupt this, and thank you so much for calling, Diane, but I got to get Dr. Beth Ann to talk about it. We've got two minutes left, so I need you to talk about the class and how people can reach you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Thank you so much, Diane. Thank you, mm. Diane. I hope that helps. <laughs> okay. Yes, thank I will you. Talk, I will, <laughs> thank you. Um, I will talk fast. First of all, you can reach me at drbethann.com, my website. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook under Dr. Beth Ann. So everything that I'm doing is, is on all of those places. And I'm launching a live class that starts January 28th. It will be four Thursdays in a row, and it's called Cultivating Your Intuition. And it is going to be next-level um, intuitive learning that explores how do we tap into our intuition, what are our unique intuitive gifts, and what does it mean to live more intuitively, more spiritually, more in surrender to the flow of the universe. So I will be bringing in all those pieces, doing four live teachings, and then there's a course curriculum that goes along with it for the people who really like doing work on their own time. So I'm super, super excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be really powerful and magical. Oh, my gosh. And people need to go back and listen to this all over again. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so sorry we lost those couple of minutes because we can be talking forever. I will be bringing you back on. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Dr. Beth Ann, I wish you all the the best in the world. I know you're going to do amazing things because the psychic within me told me. And everybody out there, have a fabulous week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay listening to Unity Online Radio. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We talk to the animals, and we know you can too. 
on the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.